Welcome to another episode of Frankly Speaking Sports. I'm your host, Larry Frank, on this Football Monday. We start off with some sad, sad news in the NFL world today. The passing of legendary coach Don Shula. Don Shula, the coach of the Miami Dolphins, has passed away at the age of 90. He had a career record of 347, 173, and 6, 66.5% winning percentage. Um, he had the only perfect season in, L- in NFL history, Hall of Fame coach who is the winningest coach with 347 career wins. Also led the Dolphins to two Super Bowl appearances, one being a win. Just some sad, sad news. And, you know, back in 1988, I had the pleasure of meeting Don and working with Don. And, you know, I'll tell you whether you are a football player, a staff member, or just somebody walking down the street, Don was one of the greatest people I ever met, true leader, and just a great, great guy who's going to be missed. I have this little video that I uh, looked up that I want to play for you. It gives you a brief history on Don's career. And let's go ahead and listen to it. Here are your two minutes of pro football history as presented by the Pro Football Hall of Fame. On November 14, 1993, the Miami Dolphins hoisted Coach Don Shula onto their shoulders for a victory ride off the field. The Dolphins had just defeated the Philadelphia Eagles to give their coach his 325th career victory. With the win, Shula had supplanted the legendary George Hallis as the NFL's all-time leader in coaching wins. Shula's pro football career started on the field. A steady defensive back who also spent some time at halfback on offense, Don played seven seasons in the NFL. He started off with his hometown Cleveland Browns in 1951 and 52 before being shipped to the Baltimore Colts as part of a blockbuster 15-player trade. After four seasons with the Colts, Shula finished his playing career in 1957 with the Washington Redskins before hanging up his cleats. In all, he recorded 21 interceptions in his career. Shula then transitioned into coaching, first in the college ranks with Virginia and Kentucky, before being hired as the defensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions in 1960. Then, at age 33, he was hired by the Colts as their head coach in 1963. He embarked on a 33-year head coaching career in the NFL that not only saw him break Hallis' record, once thought untouchable, but it earned him a permanent place in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. In 1970, Shula took over a young Dolphins franchise and over the next 26 years in South Florida made them one of the NFL's elite teams. Miami's winning percentage during Shula's tenure as head coach was the best in all of professional sports during that span. By the time he stepped away from the sidelines, Shula's final record included a staggering 347 career victories, including a record 328 regular season wins and two Super Bowl titles. Under his leadership, his team suffered losing seasons just twice. Don Shula-led teams posted 10 wins in a season, a remarkable 21 times, and made 20 playoff appearances. More stories like these can be found at the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Wow, just a great, great coach, an even better person. 
And Don Shula actually won two titles, went to three Super Bowls, so I apologize about that. But just a great, great man who will be surely, surely missed all around the world. In other NFL news, um, a lot has happened in the last couple of days in the NFL. I mean, first thing we had was Andy Dalton being released by the Cincinnati Bengals. And now he signs a one-year contract with the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, I want to I first make this clear. There was a reason why Dallas did go after Andy Dalton. First of all, he's a veteran quarterback. He was available, and I guess he didn't mind coming over as a backup for one year. But I'm a little surprised at some of these quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, if you look at... First, you had Jameis Winston, which completely, completely blew my mind when he, here's a guy that, you know, made $30 million last year or $29 million last year and whatever. He's only making a million dollars this year. You know, very, very, very surprised that, uh, you know, he just, actually he made $20 million, but still $19 million less than what he's making last year. Then you get Andy Dalton, who actually did get paid pretty well by, to be a backup for the Cowboys. But, you know, these guys are used to starting. And, you know, Jameis is saying, well, I want to learn from Drew Brees. But I don't think Andy Dalton's saying, I want to learn from Dak Prescott. But I'm going to tell you something about, uh, for you Dallas Cowboy fans, this is more, I think, of an insurance policy. They are not trying to play Dak the wrong way. They are not trying to be deceitful. They're not doing this to get it leveraged from a business deal. Oh, if you don't want to play for what we want to pay you, then we'll just use Andy. I think they're just doing this so that if for some reason Dak does decide to hold out, that they have a veteran quarterback in place who knows how to play the game of football. So I don't think it's a bad move at all by the Dallas Cowboys. And, you know, Andy Dalton obviously felt like, uh, you know, if you're going to pay me around $7 million to be a backup in case something happens to Dak, I'll go ahead and do it. Now, the holdout of Dak Prescott... You know, we talked to Jeff Cavanaugh a couple of weeks ago from uh, WFAN down in Dallas, Fort Worth, and he talked about, you know, how Dak is holding out of these virtual walk uh, workouts. Um, and, you know, that's fine and dandy, but you got to take into consideration something. They signed, they being the Cowboys, Dak Prescott to the franchise tag. Which means that at a minimum this year, just for the one year, he's going to be making $30 million. I don't really think that's anything he should complain about. Now, does he deserve a contract? My answer to that question is yes, he does deserve an extension. But not for the amount he is seeking. Dak is asking for roughly... $40 million a year. $40 million a year. Now, let's put this in perspective, okay? 
Russell Wilson, who is the highest paid quarterback in the league, is making $35 million a year. Okay? I think the initial offer for Prescott by Jerry Jones was $33 million a year. Now, what that'll end up being, you know, I think the Cowboys will try to get him at four years, $140 million, which I believe is $35 million a year, just like Wilson. But if you put things into perspective, Dak has nothing to complain about. You know, he really has nothing to complain about. When you look at certain things in the league, which I'm doing, and other quarterbacks that are making money, Dak does not deserve more than them. Let's look. The number one in the NFL right now is $35 million with Russell Wilson, the quarterback of Seattle. Number two is Ben Roethlisberger. In my opinion, he does not deserve any more than any of them. Ben is making $34 million. Now, Jared Goff, you know, he's tied for third with Aaron Rodgers. Okay, I'm not a huge Jared Goff fan, but, you know, when your team goes to the playoffs, you're going to make some money. Okay, Aaron Rodgers is tied with them. Okay, Dak Prescott is sixth right now on the list. Dak Prescott is making more than Aaron Rodgers. I'm sorry, less than Aaron Rodgers, but more than Drew Brees and more than Tom Brady. Nobody can sit in any room and tell me that he deserves more money than Tom Brady or Aaron Rodgers or Drew Brees or Russell Wilson. Okay? $40 million will make him the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Dak Prescott is not that good. Okay? And people are going to say, well, if you look at Dak's stats from last year, he threw for 4,900 yards, 30 touchdowns, and 11 interceptions. He does have good statistics. He does have great yardage. Okay? The problem with Dak Prescott is he doesn't win. The last two out of three years, after his rookie year, they have not made the playoffs the last two out of three years. Okay? You want to bring money into the team where they can afford to pay you, bring their butts to the playoffs. You're not bringing them to the playoffs. So I don't see how Dak Prescott can say he deserves $40 million. I just don't see it. I mean, right now, Patrick Mahomes isn't making, and Patrick Mahomes, I think, right now, should be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Jimmy Garoppolo brought his team to the Super Bowl. What has Dak Prescott done in Dallas where he deserves $40 million? I'm sorry. And you know what? You know the damn sad thing about it? is that Dak is probably going to get $40 million. I'd tell him to go take a hike. I really would, and that's no disrespect. But you want money, win. It's about winning. If it was about statistics, Jameis Winston would be the highest paid quarterback in the NFL after his year last year, except for his interceptions. 
Winston threw for 5,000 yards last year. He threw 33 touchdown passes last year. Had two receivers over 1,000 yards. Okay? And he's making a million dollars next year. Don't tell me you deserve $40 million as quarterback of the Dallas Cowboys. You know what? Sign a two-year contract for 30 or $33 million. Take him to the damn playoffs two years in a row. Then look at Jerry Jones and say, Jerry, I deserve a raise. But right now, I'm sorry. Fans, you may agree or disagree with me. And remember, that's what this show is all about. We agree to disagree. But if you're asking me, Dak is not worth that kind of money. As far as other quarterbacks go, I got a couple of questions. One of them being, where the heck is Cam Newton going to play? That was the actual question from, I believe it was a person down in the uh, Hollywood, Florida area named Marty wanted to know. And I'll tell you, right now, I can't answer that question. And I'll tell you what's hurting Cam. A couple of things. Cam wants to be a starting quarterback. But nobody is going to pay Cam Newton a starting quarterback salary right now without being able to give him a physical at their own facilities. It's just not worth it. You know, if Cam is healthy, Cam is a great weapon and can help a team. But right now, you cannot be sure that the man is healthy. And I've said this on previous episodes. I'm not sure if he will pass a physical, although his corner and his agent is saying he will. If he does and they can prove that, you know, he can uh, pass a physical, there may be teams that consider him. But if you're thinking the New England Patriots, you are wrong. I think maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think maybe the Chicago Bears, who just released uh, Mitch Trubinsky. You know, those, you know, that's possible for Cam Newton if he's healthy. But those people that are saying the New England Patriots, you can forget about the New England Patriots looking for a starting quarterback. Okay, Cam Newton only wants to be a starting quarterback. Um, you know, he feels he's earned it, and has he? Probably has, but so have, so did Andy Dalton, so did Jameis Winston. Uh, but they're not starting quarterbacks next year. But as far as the Patriots go, Bill Belichick has made it very clear. He could have got Jameis Winston for a million bucks. Belichick could have got Jameis Winston for a million bucks, but he didn't. What he's telling everybody is, I am very excited in developing this kid named Jared Stidman. He feels like this guy, Jared Stidman, is going to be a good quarterback, and he's going to give him every opportunity to prove it. They also got Hoyer there. Hoyer is a veteran who has played with the Patriots before. He could be a good mentor to an individual like Stidham. 
Okay? Now, Hoyer isn't going to complain being a backup. There isn't going to be a controversial quarterback situation in New England. I think, and I've said this, the question is going to be if he's going to start Stidham at the beginning of the year or if he's going to come in for Hoyer after a couple of games. That all depends how ready and how confident Bill Belichick is in this kid, but everything he is doing indicates that Stidham is going to be right now their quarterback of the future. Also, if you're a New England Patriot fan, you have to remember your team only has roughly $2 million million to spend with the salary cap. That's not including they got to sign these rookies that are coming aboard. So, you know, New England really doesn't have a lot of room to really make any big moves. Not that things can't be restructured, but the chances are very slim. We'll be back right after this message. Hey, my motivational tip of the day, it's all about this. You know, you have major goals. You have a goal that you want to achieve and accomplish. You want to make it happen. The way to get there is not really thinking all of a sudden about the major goal. Have mini goals. Have little goals. Attack those on a regular basis. And ultimately, it will lead to success in getting the major goal achieved. So many people want to get there immediately. They want to run that sprint. Many times it's a marathon, my friends, and you got to work at it and work at it and work at it. So get those little mini goals. Make them happen little by little, and then ultimately you'll stand there tall, and the big one will be a success. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking. I'm your host, Larry Frank. want to remind you, we have a great, great show um, installed for you tomorrow, which is Tuesday where Ed Hearn, the former New York Met and World Series champion uh, catcher, will be joining us live on our show to talk about not just his player, uh, player career with the Mets and in the major leagues, but also his story in life, which is an incredible story about uh, you know how he got sick and how he had a handle adversity just to make it in life and what he's doing today to inspire other people. So that's Ed Hearn tomorrow. Then on Thursday, Bob uh, Pachris, uh the actual NASCAR reporter for Fox Sports, will be joining us. That's right, less than two weeks away, NASCAR will be getting back up in Darlington. So we got lots and lots to talk to Bob about and really looking forward to that as well. And that's this Thursday. Want to remind you all, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, anything you want to talk about in the relation to sports, you can contact us right on this podcast at the end. There'll be a message link. You hit quick message and it will voice record your message or topic, which we will play on our next episode. We also have our text line, 813-922-9810. Just make sure you put your name, where you're from, and what your question or what the topic is you like to have us talk about. Then we have Twitter, 
at Larry Frankis. That's with a U.S. at the end. We also have the fastest growing sports group in the nation right now. It's called Frankly Speaking Sports. Please make sure to put the word sports on or you'll come up with a bunch of different things. It's Frankly Speaking Sports. We keep you updated on some of the, uh, actually not some of, the most updated news and the fastest news. We try to get it to you in a very timely frame. Our group page has a bunch of different video clips, interviews we've done with uh, individuals in the past. Today we posted the Jeff Cavanaugh interview and the Veda Pinson the third interview on our Facebook group page. So make sure you tune in and listen to that. You can also leave questions, ideas, and thoughts there. Please have your friends join our Facebook group as well. We're trying to get to a thousand members by the end of May, and we can do that. The more, the merrier. But that's our goal right now, and with your help, we can do that. You know, earlier in the show, if you're just joining us, we uh, mentioned that uh, legendary coach Don Shula passed away at the age of 90. The winningest coach in NFL history has won two titles, 347 wins, Hall of Famer, and one of our listeners, Bob, uh, who's a big, big, uh, I think he lives in Florida, but he's a big, big Green Bay Packer fan, sent me a picture on my Facebook um, of Coach Shula with uh, Vince Lombardi. Wow, would I love to have that picture in a frame. Just a great, great picture. Thank you so much, Bob, for sending that to me. Um, we were talking some NFL. Uh, before we get to another topic in the NFL, I do want to bring up, for you Razorback fans, Arkansas Razorback. If you're not familiar with it, we come to you live right now from Bentonville, Arkansas. That is the home, not just of Walmart, but the home of Frankly Speaking Sports. We have big followings. As we look at all the statistics that come in, we got followers in Florida, in Chicago, in California, in Texas, just to name a few. Obviously, you know, Arkansas is growing real, real big here. And I'm really proud to announce that uh, you got to give Barry Odom, who's the defensive coordinator, the new defensive coordinator and former head coach of Missouri, um, a lot of credit. He went out and he got a commit. He's got another commit for 2021. Um, he went ahead and got a young man, a defensive back, I think his name is Jermaine Hamilton Jordan. He's 6'1", 195-pounder, and uh, he chose Arkansas over other Division I schools like Iowa State, Kansas, Kansas State, Kentucky, just to name a few. So real proud. I'll tell you what, both football, I can't wait. I really can't wait. Um Football team, you know, had a very down year last year with only two wins. Um, I, I Like I said in my prediction earlier, and I don't like making predictions, but people ask me to do it, so I try to do whatever I can, or whatever they ask. 
I think they can win five games next year. I'm really looking forward to it. And for those of you wondering, is there going to be a season? There's going to be a season. I'm telling you that right now. Uh, you can say you heard it first on Frankly Speaking Sports. Uh, there's going to be a season. And, you know, then you got that basketball team, which, like I, we mentioned the other day, we talked about it. Love to get, uh, you know, Sam Pittman, the head football coach, and I love to get Eric Musselman on my show. I'm having a little trouble, you know, being new to the area, contacting them. So if any of my listeners know of ways I can get in touch with them, please let me know because I love to have them on the show um, and love to ask them some questions to help you fans uh, better understand what's going on with these new coaches. Musselman, his second year now, started off a great year uh, last year. Unfortunately, the COVID-19 hit, so we didn't get to finish it out, but definitely looking forward to next year. Um, in the NFL, going back to the NFL, we had a, there's a big debate, and I don't understand it, going on in uh, Green Bay. Uh, you know, I told you Bob just sent someone's a big Packer fan. But you got this uh, Aaron Rodgers versus Jordan Love controversy that really shouldn't be there. You know, Rodgers, I believe, still has a couple of years on his contract. Um, here's a guy that has pretty much had a Hall of Fame career. You know, you can argue that point, but it's definitely, definitely, in my opinion, a Hall of Fame career. He's brought him to wins. Uh, just an incredible quarterback. I actually, actually one of my favorite quarterbacks in the NFL. And they're talking, this guy Jordan Love is not playing anytime soon. Unless, gosh forbid, Aaron Rodgers gets hurt. Um, Jordan Love is being brought there to learn. Aaron Rodgers is going to be a mentor. Just like Brett Fobb was to Aaron Rodgers. Now, it... You know, I don't know personally how Aaron is handling this. I'm sure nobody likes to, you know, find out that their replacement is in place. But that's the National Football League. That's business. And as far as Aaron Rodgers go, you know, and I love Aaron Rodgers to death. And I say that, um, you know, all the time to people that... When I'm watching football, you know how much I enjoy watching Aaron Rodgers. But if you're that worried about it, why don't you just go out and play the game like you know how and your performance will take care of everything. Nobody can tell me. I don't care if next year is Aaron Rodgers. And when I talk next year, I'm not talking 2021. I'm sorry. I'm talking 2021, not the upcoming year. But if his contract's oh, you know, has one year left on it, and he puts up an MVP year, no one can tell me the Packers would be that stupid to get rid of him. Who's gonna get? That would be like the Chiefs getting rid of Patrick Mahomes this year. I forget the age difference. I'm just trying to break it down into simple terms for you. So as far as you know, Aaron Rodgers going, I don't think. That, that Green Bay Packers are looking to get rid of him. I think they're just making a business decision. Knowing Aaron does have some injuries he's been known to get. And, you know, they want to make sure, gosh forbid, something happens. They have some type of insurance to fall back on. So, you know, 
Those individuals worrying about the Aaron Rodgers, you can stop it. He's not going anywhere. And we just got some word from um, Mark Topkin, the great writer for the Tampa Bay Times. He also follows the Tampa Bay Rays. Those of you in Tampa obviously know who Mark Topkin is. But he's reporting that ESPN will show live games from Korea, six of them a week, starting with the opener at 1 a.m. Tuesday, then Tuesday through Friday at 5.30 a.m., Saturday at 4 a.m., Sunday at 1 a.m., mostly on ESPN 2 and the app. Now, I don't think a lot of people are really going to be awake that time, but it's just showing you how much in general that everyone is just looking forward to sports comeback. And Korea is starting their season tomorrow, as far as baseball goes, without fans. We'll be back right after this break. Welcome back to Frankly Speaking Sports, one of the fastest growing groups and podcasts in the nation. Want to remind you all that tomorrow, very, very special guest, former New York Met catcher and World Series champion Ed Hearn will be joining us to discuss his life during baseball and after baseball. Just a remarkable story you all want to tune into. Then on Thursday, NASCAR is back, baby. Less than two weeks away, Bob Pockris the reporter for NASCAR, works for Fox Sports, will be joining us. That's right, this Thursday, both of those interviews will be live on the Frankly Speaking Sports podcast. Want to remind you all, if you have any questions, thoughts, concerns, anything you want us to talk about on the podcast, you can leave a message right at the end of this link. Also reminded to you that um, you can also get in touch with us. Follow me on Facebook. It, I'm sorry, follow me on Facebook, but also follow me on Twitter. If you have a Twitter account, hit at Larry Frankis with the U.S. Also go to our Facebook group, as I just said, and go to Frankly Speaking Sports. And you can join our group, get the most updated news fastest sports news that we can provide you. We have lots of lots of fans. We have a goal to get a thousand members on our group by the end of May. So all of you can help us out and share this. Want to also remind you that a lot of different states are opening back up slowly. A lot of restaurants that haven't had the ability to open up their dining rooms are starting to open up their dining rooms at least a certain percent. I know here in Arkansas, I think it's 35% of the dining room can be occupied. I know in Florida, where I have a lot of friends down there, I believe it's 25%. But, you know, let's help these restaurants out. You know, we got a Beef O'Brady's right here in Bentonville, Arkansas, on the corner of 14th Street and Apache Go see Matt, the owner there. Tell him, frankly speaking, sports sent you there. These guys are there. They hit the trifecta every time. What do I mean by the trifecta? They got great food. 
they got great drinks, and they got great service. It's a trifecta, baby. And also, don't forget the one in Brandon, Florida. You know, on the corner of Kings and Oakfield. The original Beef O'Brady's. Great people. Uh, Sean runs the one over there. He's the owner. Go ahead and see Sean. Go ahead and see Mandy. Go ahead and see Matt. Once again, great food, great drinks, great service. Beef O'Brady's. You know, on our Facebook group, and we provide a lot of things, I have put some clips. If you go to our Facebook group, Frankly Speaking Sports, I mentioned earlier, we're starting to put some clips of interviews we do. So you have another opportunity to listen to these actual interviews in our group. Also, we did a poll. We did a poll uh, that lasted a couple days about whether the NHL and NBA should just finish their season you know, go ahead, finish your 2019 season, have your playoffs, have your championship. Or the second part of it was don't finish the season, forget about 2019, and just play the 2020 season when it begins. 55% of you said we should finish the 2019 season, where 45% of you say we shouldn't worry about the 2019 season. We should just go to 2020 when it begins and play. So that's how our poll ended. Um, Want to remind you, we're going to have an abbreviated show today. Um, for those of you, again, please make sure to join us tomorrow as Ed Hearn, the former New York Mets catcher, and World Series champion will be joining us live. Want to thank everybody for joining us today. Have a great day.